Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey guys, welcome to our Panther Rants podcast. It's Vlad Harris here on this nice Wednesday morning. We're, uh, tomorrow obviously is Valentine's Day, so make sure you guys get out and get, um, you know, if you got a significant other or, yeah, you make sure you get, um, you get something, you know, spectacular for them, you know, how, how it is, the whole roses and shindig thing, but, you know, as you get older in life, I mean, especially if you're married, a lot of times they don't give a shit about the flowers. I mean, they're nice. You send them anyway. But usually they like to have something that's useful to them. You know, whether it's something for the gym, something, you know, Starbucks. Stuff that's going to make them happy. So, a lot of times, don't go too overboard on flowers and whatnot. I guess get them something that's going to be useful because the flowers are great and the roses and whatnot. But they die after a few days and of course they're gone. So just find out, you know, if there's stuff they like, you know, if they really want something, get it for them. You know, whether it's a gift card or somewhere, just a nice little gift. I mean, it depends on how much, what your budget is and how much you want to spend. You know, if you want, if you want to buy that three hundred dollar coach purse, I mean, Lord, I don't know how much they are now. Three hundred dollars, maybe. Or you know, if you don't want to spend that much on jewelry, maybe she's not a jewelry person. A lot of times, you can't put a price on hunger or coffee. You just go with that sometimes. Like the you know the Starbucks the Starbucks gift card is always the go-to, I think. In my opinion. I mean you could buy them a nice little nightgown from the Victoria's Secret. But uh, you know, she, you know, in, in this world of toxic masculinity, that may not be for her. Though. That's gonna be that's more more for you. And it's the, you know, make your wife or your still another you know, an object, an object of your sexual desires, and you just can't do that in today's world. That's that's horrible. You just can't. So, just get her a big ass grandma nightgown, and oh yeah, I can't say either. I mean, you know, that's that's you know, that's I'm making I'm doing you know making fun of age people now. Uh, I don't know. Just just get her you know just get a rope. You know, a nice rope or a snuggie. And if you're a female, listen to this. If you're for 
a significant you know gift for your guy. I mean, for us, I mean, we're not hard to please. I mean, if I take sex, if I take you know, if I take sexual stuff out of the equation, because you know that's you know, pretty much how that's going to go. You know, guys, we like gift cards too. I mean, we like you know stuff to buy. You know, you know, gift cards to certain food places, and we can buy food. Food you can have food with us. You know, or just get us a case of beer or something. I don't know. I don't think I've ever... I can't tell you the last time I went out for Valentine's Day. and I guess when you're dating, it's a, you know, it's, a, you know, it's a significant thing. Well, for some people it is. Others, not so much. Because, you know, you'll need a day to celebrate, you know, your uh, togetherness. Because you celebrate every day. And this is just a freaking bonus. Oh, well, enough of this freaking Valentine's crap. Anyways, guys, Pip basketball dropped another one last night to Boston College. So, Pitt just keeps losing. And, obviously, the reality is, is Pitt's the worst team in the ACC this year. And, you know, next year we'll see what happens. Maybe not for long. It depends what what Cable gets. And he did land um, a recruit yesterday, Gerald Drumgold. He's a six-five small forward, which is awesome. We need we need help up up front. Had a decent offer sheet as well. I mean, because you know, offer sheets vary. I mean, it's very different. Just because you have an offer sheet from like a football P five school doesn't mean it's actually a good offer. Right, right. You know, because they had an offer from Buffalo, and Buffalo's a good offer to have. You know, if Nate Oates really likes you, then that's good. But as far as the, as far as the team goes, they got at least one or two more wins left in them, I think. One, I mean, at the most... At the least, probably one one more. Even even at the most, one more because of how it's, how things are going. But it's just a side of a young team, and they just can't finish games. I mean, this was this game was winnable, and they came out flat, and then that's just how it, how it went. And then out to hear about Kai Bowman every freaking every, every other freaking minute, and, and people are still talking about Kai Bowman. But, um, you know, for the team, as the team itself, it just is what it is. And But what you can say about them is at least they're battling, whereas last year they just freaking, you know, the, the ball got tipped. I mean, it was like last year it was kind of like my Ducks when, it was di- when they were District 5 and they had no pads or nothing. You know, face-off began and they just fell over and then the Hawks scored like eight, eight or nine goals. That's kind of like what uh, what Pitt basketball was last year. This year they actually got pads and they're actually playing. It's just um, you know the results aren't to their liking, and that happens. But they probably got one or two more wins left in them, and it'll, it's just going to take time. All I can say is you know 
keep watching games, keep enjoying them. I mean, they're that's one thing. At least they're making it entertaining to watch. Because last, last, you know, on Saturday it seemed like they were done against NC State, and they just kept battling back and battling back, and they had a chance to tie the game, put in overtime, and it's, the shot just didn't fall with the way they wanted to. Excuse me, I'm drinking coffee this morning. You know, when I record, I have to have at least something to drink because other, other than that, my mouth dries up and I feel like I'm losing my voice. But uh, yeah, other than pit hoops, it's pretty much been a slow, you know, it's just a slow pit news type of type of deal. You know, women's hoops, they haven't won an ACC game yet and you know, Lance White has his work cut out for him, and I mean, he's got a bigger mess to deal with than Jeff Capel does. That's for sure. But I think that uh, you know, brighter days are ahead for Pitt women's basketball. Lance is dealing with some things, plus with injuries as well. Eventually, I think he'll write he'll write that ship. It's just he needs to get players in. So I just hope, you know, that Heather gives him as much time as he can, as she can. And I know she will because she made this hire. And she will support him. Now moving on to other stuff. Um, we'll stay with in the realm of Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown, I guess, announced, I guess, you know, tweeted his farewell to Pittsburgh, although he's still under contract. So I'm guessing he's going to get dealt. My thing is, is this. Why, you know, has he met with the Steelers? I mean, have they guys even talked is the thing. That's what gets me. Have they ever, have they had, I mean, through all this soap opera crap, have they ever had any discussions? I mean, like, you know, through text or phone calls, anything? To figure out what the hell is going on with, you know, why is he so dis- disenfranchised, I guess you can call it? I mean, is he upset because the, um, He's not getting the ball as much. I mean, he got a whole bunch of targets this past year. He had a really good big season. Is he mad because he has to share the, the catches with somebody? I mean, that's what I think is what it is. And I think um, it's a reason why the Steelers at times abandoned the running game so much when it made sense to run the ball. Is they had, you know, Schuster and have Brown. And basically, they have a bunch of guys they gotta make happy because they're not getting if they're not getting their targets. God forbid. And it's natural for receivers to act like that. I mean, Jerry Rice. Um, there was times where he got pissed off where he wasn't getting the ball ball enough. And that was in the 49ers days when they. Um, it was after the uh, when you know, when Montana left. And you had um, Steve Young as QB, but they brought in Ed Rice still. But they had you know JJ Stokes, they had um, Terrell Owens, 
Yeah, there were times that um, that you know, Jerry wasn't happy that he wasn't getting the ball as much because he had some. There's some other good young. They were bringing other good young receivers in, and they had to spread the ball out. And and Jerry obviously wasn't. You know, you know he was he was trending down. I mean, he wasn't. Uh, he was still a really good player. It's just he wasn't what he was during the 49ers Super Bowl runs. I mean, that guy was on another freaking level. Then he, then he goes to the uh, Raiders, and the Raiders pretty much ran a pe- more of a, a prolific passing offense. You had him and Tim Brown, and he had some big seasons there, too. Let's also forget that he had injuries, too. I mean, 90, the 97 season, he was out the entire year. In fact, actually, he was out all the whole year. He came back for the uh, late in the season to play the Broncos. I think it was the I think it was like the second to last game of the year. It was a Monday night game. They played the Broncos, and he caught I think a touchdown pass or two touchdown passes. I forget, but I know the, on the last one he re-injured his knee, and he was out again. And I think he was done with. You know, he was pretty much out of the uh, 49ers not too long after that. But, you know, he's, you know he still played. He, he went with the Raiders and played with them for a while. That's only, I mean, that's one thing I think of as Tony Brown is he's not, he's not happy he's not getting the ball as much. I mean, he did, he did, get, did get a lot this past year. But so did Schuster, and maybe that's what he's pissed about. I don't know. Maybe they're mad at Ben, and that's what a lot of people are hoping. I mean, there are a lot of the people in the pro Italian Brown crowd are hoping he exposes Ben for something. And and really, I mean, what can he, what what is it he exposed Ben for that we don't know already? I mean, is he an a-hole? Sure, we all know that. I mean. He's opened his mouth on several occasions, and I'm not sure what his, uh, you know, his leadership abilities are. I know for a fact that you know he really wasn't much of a leader when he first started. You know, when he came with the Steelers. I mean, he tried to be, but he was more of an asshole. And but of course, he had hit hit other leaders in the locker room to keep them in check. I mean, they did not respect him. Who knows? But I don't believe the whole Antonio Brown's moving until he uh, Instagrams himself packing his shit. Then, you know, I'll believe it. But he's under contract. I guess the steers will move on from him. And So I'm not sure what exactly happened, why he got this way all of a sudden. And of course, some people are blaming on him on, on, the, uh, on the hit he took from Vontez Perfect. I don't know if I don't know if a hit like that is it has adjusted his uh, way of thinking, or what he or him showing up late to things. It may be other stuff. I mean, he maybe it's just you know when you're a superstar athlete like he is, maybe he just it's a lot of pressure for him, and it's a lot to deal with sometimes, and it you know hurts your energy. I don't know. But I do know is we spent too much time on this topic. So I got no issues with him. Whatever, if he stays or leaves, doesn't doesn't affect me whatsoever. You know, I'll wake, I'll wake up every day and go to work, 
regardless of Antonio Brown is here or not or what team he's on. So, you know, good luck with that. Now, the AAF um, debuted over the weekend. And the thing is, I know about, I know about until Twitter, I guess, you know, I was on Twitter and somebody mentioned it. And, you know, the AAF, obviously, supposedly, what a lot of people are saying is they outdrew the NBA over the weekend. And the NBA, obviously, their their game of the night was uh, the Thunder and Rock, the Thunder and Rockets, which is a really good matchup. I mean, it's Harden, James, it's James Harden versus Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And there's Chris Paul as well. You know, Paul Paul played. So, you know, two good teams. I mean, uh, Houston is a big TV market. I mean, it's big. You know, it's a big city. Obviously, a lot of TVs. But the thing is, is Houston doesn't have the draw. Houston, Oklahoma City doesn't have a, doesn't have the draw that a team that, that you know. If it's a team from Boston or uh, LA, like the Lakers have, and there, there's also Knicks as well. They just don't have that draw, so I can see why. The AF could have outdrew them. Plus, it was the first week, first weekend of AF, and people were obviously curious about it. And you know, you had you had Mike Riley coaching. You had Steve Spurrier running up the score. So, really, it's a, you know, I, I enjoyed the league. I mean, let's say um, I watched the you know, the game was in my region, although it was a uh, not really that great of a game, but. Still, I liked how the game flowed, and you know there was less commercials. It's basically NFL football the way it used to be before uh, TV timeouts. People worrying about the safety of the game to a point where the NFL has to uh, make every hit illegal. So hey, you know, and people love their football. So for me, you know, I personally I thought it was if they if they really didn't advertise like they should have, I think it's a good move because you don't want to dump all your money into advertising if it's not going to draw what you think it is. Let people f- find out for themselves. Although, you know, I was listening to um, Clay Travis's show on Monday. Because he talked about because he because you know because they outdrew the NBA so this is a big thing for him because the NBA has a contract with ESPN and which ESPN were paid for so ESPN is overhypes all the NBA games and of course the NBA players and whatnot they always take shots at football I guess to to make the, make their product look better and well. It hasn't really worked their way. This past season was, a, you know, despite the Patriots winning again, was still a good year because you had guys like Pat Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky. You had a lot of young quarterbacks coming in. Uh, Baker Mayfield. A lot of new names, a lot of new faces, and they made an impact and basically rinse repeat.
so this year for the NFL was a really good it was a really good year for the most part. It was an awesome year. So that's enough you know, a lot of excitement there, right? But um, you know, the big story for the AF will be in the next few weeks if they can uh, keep up with the rings. If they do, awesome. But then, like after after next year, you have the XFL coming in, and really the, the AF was more to keep you know Vince McMahon in check because he decided to get back into the football game because I think he learned a lot from the XFL, and then in plus the, at one point the NFL was vulnerable. The NFL is vulnerable, and plus um, when when the XFL first came out in two thousand or two thousand one. The um, the product was trash before it even you know made its way into the field. Uh, ESPN, who had a lot of big influence on a lot of things at that time, I remember flipping on Golik and Greenberg. Golik was trashing the hell out of the XFL, and yeah, ESPN went on a full, full frontal attack on it, and that was that. But of course, if you look back at the league, it really wasn't that this, you know, I would say it wasn't really that desirable at that time of a league. And I think the talent pool for the AF this this year is a lot better than what the XFL had. I mean, there's, I mean, there's plenty of good players out there. I mean, maybe not like superstars, but guys who can play still at the pro level. And they just, you know, you know, they only get some players on the roster. Here you go. And plus, they're getting paid eight, you know, seventy, eighty grand a year to play it, which is real awesome. But uh, you know, I think um, <clears throat> I think you know Vince McMahon learned a lot from the XFL. The first time that he you know he's going to try making a good pro- good product. Uh, he hired Bob Stoops as one of the, the GMs and coaches, which is good. Uh, the AF, as you know, has Mike Riley and Steve Spurrier as our coaches, and that's what really, I mean, and I think that's really the direction the league has to go. They have to hire college coaches, and I think for Spurrier, this really works out because even Mike Riley as well, because they, they, really, they really don't have to go out recruiting. They just they, they have to sign players, that's it, and they just show up and coach and practice. They don't have to worry about donors, ADs, and whatnot. It's coaching. So they get to do what they love on the field and not to worry about all the extra shit. So, yeah, I think hiring, I think, you know, the league hiring, you know, college coaches, it's the right thing to do. And plus, you know, bringing some more dynamic players you know, coaches as well. But you know, they can bring in some, you know, some different looks, different looks on defense and offense. Fresh ideas, do it. So, I'm on board with the AEF. And as someone, you know, also on Clay Travis' show, what they mentioned was in Orlando, they advertise a whole lot, and plus, not only that. The franchise reached out to the community as well to you know the, to uh, sell their you know to sell the, the product. So for for cities that need pro, one pro football, this is good for them. 
Yeah, who knows? Maybe St. Louis, St. Louis could have a team. If they don't already. I know Houston has an XFL franchise, and, you know, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean, I may go check out a game or two. So, yeah, I dig it. Now, as far as the rest of things go, I, th- you know, I, I saw a thing with Malkin for the pens where he uh, swung his stick. And, of course, he's been, he may face some uh, dis- disciplinary measures. Because one thing in hockey you don't do is swing your stick like, like a baseball. Like a baseball. It's, a, it's a bad thing, and if you connect, it could be really bad. I mean, I played in a league where, in high school, where there was a player we hated, and one of our players bumped him in the middle of the game, and he swung his stick full baseball bat and hit him in the back of the head. Wasn't good. And I think he was banned from, not from, he was banned from league play. It's just something you don't do, and I think one. I think we had in high school we had a, guy, a kid, a kid did it as well. It was at the end of a game when they were losing, and I think they we need. I think our, you know, the team needed the the win to get in the playoffs for the whip for the whip or the WPIHL they call it. He uh, he went full baseball bat on some kid, and, and I think USA Hockey banned him for life. Pretty much, he was not to participate in anything, anything in regards to USA hockey because that's you know when you you play ice hockey in high school because it's a club, for one thing it's a club sport and you got to register as a um, you, gotta, you have to register for USA hockey. Yeah, you pretty much get banned from the whole thing. Yeah, you're pretty much screwed. But um, Malkin didn't connect, which is a good thing. But to, to, but to be fair to Malkin, nobody wants to be punched in the back of the head. And if he saw you know the uh, the play itself, he got hit in the back of the head. And when you play when you play ice hockey or any sport, you know what? Last thing you want to do is get punched in the back of the head. It's gonna it's gonna piss you off. I'm sure Malcolm could have handled his things better, but what you do is you if you have a gooner team, you let him handle it. I'm not sure if the Pens have a goon this year or not. Anyways, guys, I'm done here. I ain't got much else to talk about. Hell to pit. Let's hope for some more wins and some more recruits. All that happy stuff. And let's watch some more spring, some AF football. Bye, guys.